0: I thought things have to be a certain way. Things have to be the way I have been taught they have to be. And when I realized that that is completely bogus, that I can create anything that I want to, and that was literally undone, that belief of me having to follow everything. And when I say follow, I was never like a follower in that sense. Like I always wanted to be a leader. I just didn't know leadership is going that I can choose my own beliefs, that I can choose my own thoughts, I can choose who and what I want to be. I can choose all of these things, all the way down to, you know, how I want to feel today or at any given point. And when that switch flipped for me, that was my my moment where I, I started to recreate everything in my life.
1: Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hello. How are you? I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Be It Podcast, the Be It Till You See It Podcast. I'm Leslie Logan, and uh, this interview that you're going to listen to today is... You know, it's it's really special to me because I saw so much of my story in Suzanne's story. Suzanne Pichelle is our guest today. And, you know, when I met her, all I saw was grace, like grace and like amazing posture. And she just holds so much space. And it's been a couple of years since I met her. And when I met her, she didn't know exactly how she was going to do what she's doing right now, but she knew why she wanted to do this. And, I, I think that is so important because I think we really get stuck on the how. And um, as we've heard in other podcasts that I've put up with different interviews, like it's, it's really, we all want to know exactly what we need to do. What's the right turn? What's the left turn? What's the next turn? And when, the, after that, and then when, and then what? And like, how, we want so much certainty. And in her, her story, you're going to hear how following certainty was actually like the, the thing that was killing her on the inside. And, um, Truly, it wasn't until she decided, "No, this is what I'm going to do, and I may not know how I'm going to do it, but this is what I want," and just really taking the step in. and I can't wait for you to hear this amazing story that just gave me chills about how she and her family ended up in the house that they're living in. It's just if you need proof that like, things will happen for you when you're super, super clear on what it is that you want to do and what you want to be and who you want to be with this interview is going to do that for you. Suzanne Pritchell is literally like a professional ballerina. Like she was in Europe dancing on the stages. She was, you know, everything we think of as a star ballet dancer. And she hit that so young. And then, you know, have it, how many of you, like have you ever like hit your dreams and then felt like, uh, <laughs> there's no fireworks there. I've definitely been there. And so I can't wait for you to listen to this because Then she moved, and then this next thing happened, and she was successful again, but that wasn't fireworks, and then she was successful again. And you need to hear how she got to being the star ballet dancer in Europe to being the podcast host of Point to Rise, to being on a mission for changing how the arts operate. And um, I hope you listen to this podcast all the way through and then go listen to her on her own podcast. Um, It's really special. So her entire bio is in the show notes. How you can find her is in there as well. Um, So here is the amazing interview with Suzanne Prischel after this message. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates, I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better.
0: I had one episode not record, yes. Oh.
1: oh, that would be tragic. It's okay. I like when conversations start in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that's Hi, <good>. everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the middle of a conversation. Suzanne and I were just talking about how, like, our biggest fear is like not recording the episode. Like, that's the biggest fear. And she just mentioned that one didn't. I actually, to keep going with this conversation that we're in the middle of, I just posted the other day on my, um, my Instagram, my personal Instagram. I was like, if you ever have to do something twice, it's because the second one was the one that was supposed to be born. That doesn't mean you don't cry over the first one, right? You still have to grieve it. But whatever it was in that second one was the magic that was meant to be out in the world. So it doesn't make it better. It still means more time when you have to do it, but just know that it was the right thing.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you for the reframe because that sure did not feel like it, um, or I did not feel like looking at it in the moment. It took a a few swear words and a lot of
1: persuasion. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Viet Podcast. I have my dear friend Suzanne here. Um, I'm I'm gonna butcher her last name, so I'm gonna let her say it. <laughs> <laughs> you give it a shot. There's no butchering that name. <laughs> Suzanne Prochelle. You got it. A hey, plus. <laughs> <laughs> and um, did you all hear how? Like I said, with such certainty, because that's also how you be it in this world. Like you go in as certain as possible, and if it's wrong, you just go okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I met this beautiful woman. We just all end up having to be in the same room together. And, you know, you're going to fall in love with her as much as I did, but she, she holds so much space. Like you hold, like the space around you is just so calming. And like I, for one, am new to the podcasting world. And so very nervous before every episode, every interview. And then I saw your name and I was like, oh, it's going to be the most calm, chill. Like she just is, you just bring that. And, um, you're a wonderful mom. I got to meet your kids. I mean, it's just been such a wonderful time to get to know you more, and I'm really happy for us to talk um, to, to you today. And actually, have you share your story because I really do think there's so many women in this world, especially listeners here. Um, I know a lot of my Pilates lovers have followed me here, and and most of them have come from the dance world. And so I think that your story will resonate with them so much. But even if you're not a dancer, hello, that's me. Um, There is, there's so much in your story that I think we all can resonate with. Like we all have been in those places where we're trying so hard for something. And so I really am excited to bring you on. Suzanne, thank you for being here. Will you tell everyone a little bit about your background?
0: Oh, can I just say, I think that was the most warm, warmest welcome I've ever heard. And uh, my heart is bubbling. So thank you. And everything you said right back at you. I am so grateful for having you in my life and your beautiful energy. I always know that I have a spot in Vegas. I can escape to. Enough.
1: Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We now have room. <laughs> we now can say yes. Come stay with us.
0: <laughs> okay, my story. Oh goodness, how much time we? Done? Yeah. So I'm gonna make it. It's eleven eleven. By the way, now this is fine. Oh like, my I'm gosh, college numbers right now. So let's get into it. Um, I could not think of anything else to do. When I was a little girl then to be a classical ballet dancer, I wanted to be the ballerina that stands in the spotlight and twirls in front of millions of people and brings them joy and, and takes them out of their life and just, you know, share shares her heart with theirs. So That was my intention. And I was just being it until my parents finally put me into ballet school. And I went through all the nooks and crannies and left home when I was 10, went through eight years of strong Russian training in East Germany and had my first job in my dream company at 18. And then I was so lost because I didn't know what else there is besides, you know, standing in the middle. And at this age, like 18 to 20, if you didn't have really like a childhood or a youth, like you always just. Followed, you never explored for yourself that whole exploration thing like others have in their teenage years started when I had my first job. And I ditched so many opportunities that I had in terms of really rising to the top. I man- manipulated them flat. Um, and after seven years, I just like, okay, this is not for me. I'm just going to leave the big company and I'm going to move to the U.S., I always knew I did not. Germany was not the country for me to be in. And conveniently, my boyfriend at that time moved back to the US. And I said, yes, I'm with you. I want to go to a small company where I will be seen, where I don't have to play the political games. And little did I know, um, being a professional dancer in Europe was like, the be all and all because we were looked after so beautifully where it was different over on the other side of the of the Atlantic. So after two years I completely stopped dancing. Like I hit rock bottom to the point where I couldn't move anymore. Like I couldn't keep anything down. I was just crazily crying. And um that was my journey into from the beginning to the end of like the professional dance world. And I escaped into running our own company and I escaped to, into, oh gosh, 10 years of corporate America, climbing the ladder, you know, going for the goal, going for the title, going for the money. And there's nothing wrong with money. Like, no, 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 no. I love it. It's It was yeah, just not, it was not right your intention like you. Yeah. No, no, not at all. And I learned that. Like I had just recreated my entire childhood or my my past experience in in, in and well my career. And yet another break down um rock bottom and I um yeah I just stepped out from one day to another and said no more I can't do it anymore. I'm risking my family I'm risking my marriage. This is it. Found it, our own Airbnb slash cleaning company that grew to, what, seven figures in two years.
1: Amazing. And,
0: and you know what? And I just actually really, I, I spoke it out and I, I realized how ashamed I actually was. I had yet again recreated the hustle, the, the, the unworthiness, the braving other people's attention, being good enough with that kind of business. Right. The day-to-day, like, eat me up. Like I couldn't do it anymore. I was so tired of it. After you and I parted in, in LA 2019 at the end of the year, I fell into this hole, like almost like something had to, had to die in, in order for the new to rise. And that, that death really hurt. Um, but for the first time in my life, I knew this was a good one. Again, I'm just gonna stay with it, and I'm going to just be here, sad with my ice cream, and and get through this because, and I just keep doing what I what I learned how to take care of myself, and I will get through this. And so I did. The pandemic hit, and I'm like, okay, this is my permission. I can now let go of this. What's not serving me anymore. So close the business. It didn't matter. Not an income. I really don't care. But for me, I am so free and happy. And that's really when Point to Rise and my my step back into my roots, into my passion, into my love, um, was reborn. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I want to I wanna unpack so much because there's like just as you were speaking, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I, I, we have to talk about that. Um, we'll definitely have to talk about Point to Rise so y'all can hear more about what she's doing um uh but i i want to go back to first of all like as a 10 year old going off to a school like being away from your family um and and doing the thing right i think um i think there's a lot of people who may have been jealous of the fact that they didn't do that right they're like oh i missed out on all this time where i wasn't I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I like, if I think of like gymnasts and other dancers who, whose parents made them go to school (laughs) and made them have a childhood. And, you know, I think it's really easy to see the grass is greener on the other side and we can look back and and have regrets over time. But what we don't, we don't see is that like what you, what you missed out on might actually have been the things that it would have kept you from hitting, repeating the same patterns three times before you figured out what you're here to do. Whereas other people who are like, oh, and I, I missed out on this time. I couldn't do it. It's like, no, actually all those experiences, all of them help you actually figure out what it is that you're here to be on this planet, and what you're here to do. And, and, um, and I think that is, thank you for sharing that because I really do think a lot of people have regrets and they say they, they think they can't do the thing they want to do because of the time they lost but it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's all the energy we put into it. Um, so, um, and then and then I had to just laugh because it's just so funny what we can do here in the US. It's really easy. We just take anyone and we get them on a corporate ladder climbing. Like we're super good at that. <laughs> and and also, so how easy it was for you to do that when you really didn't have an idea of what it is that you were wanting to do yet. Like that, the, I'm i so, thank you for sharing that you went into this Hole, so to speak, because you you do have to break down to build up in a way. You had to get to shed all those experiences. Otherwise, it would have been so easy for you with point to rise to just repeat the same patterns. Like you're really good at that, you know. And I didn't want that. And I'm actually still
0: in the process of every day, like going deeper and deeper and deeper. Okay, when I create this, what is my everyday going to look like? And is this going to serve me or is this something that in three years I'm going to hate again? And yeah. I don't want to get to that point because what I'm creating right now is so deeply rooted um, in me as, as a deep, deep love for not myself, but but for the arts um, that I don't want to hate it. Like I don't want to grow out of doing it. I want to grow with it. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, uh, I definitely can resonate with that. It's, um, I, so I, my first, my first job in college, I started as a cashier, right? And I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. Um, I'd gone to college with a specific dream in mind and I was, doing it. I was doing all the, y'all was being it. Cause I was like, as a high school, I'm like, I'm going to do this athletic trainer thing for the football team. And I was doing it for the high schools. And I was trying to, I was figuring out how I could do it, you know, when I wasn't in school for it. And then I lost feeling in my fingers and I couldn't, no one could figure out what was wrong. No one could figure out why I couldn't touch anything. I'm like, well, I can't be an athletic trainer if I can't tear tape. Like, I can't feel the muscles. Like I can't do it. And so I switched majors and started working at this jewelry store. And um, you know, I was raised um, that like promotions are like a good thing, right? Like, oh, you're getting promoted, you're getting a raise, right? Like people, people somehow understand that. And so I would get promoted, and I would get a raise, and then I got promoted again, I get a raise, and I kept getting promoted. <laughs> I was running the store, and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I running the store? I don't even like to manage people. So then, when I became a flies instructor guess who got promoted to manager right away that would be me and then i got promoted again and i got promoted again and i was like gosh i keep i keep doing these patterns and i think i was i was just like i i'm not i've never been a dancer but i could picture your repeat behavior because i think even the listeners listening right now just think back we we go through we have these grooves in our brain and we just repeat the pattern until we learn the lesson and i was like you need to learn the lesson that like just because somebody is giving you an opportunity doesn't mean you have to say yes. <laughs> oh, yes,
0: amen to that. And I just want to add there because it is so, when we think one thing isn't serving us anymore and we dive right into the next one, wanting to find something better. Um, I always forgot that one tiny, but yet so Big of a difference making detail. And that is, we always take ourselves with us. Like, if we don't change who we are and how we believe and what we think and how we feel and our perspective, we most likely will find exactly the same circumstances just in another outfit or another costume or another suit.
1: Oh, oh my God. That is the best sentence, (laughs) the best advice. I really hope everyone heard that because, um, it doesn't matter if you're dating or it's a business thing or it's your workouts or it insert whatever you're wanting to work on here. You always take yourself with you. And I remember um when people were worried, I was, you know, over the time listeners will learn the whole story, but I was, I was without address for several months. Um, I, t- I try not to stay homeless because I never actually had to sleep in my car, but I definitely didn't have the same place all the time for a while. It took about, it took a bit before I found someone's guest room for a bit, but, the point of that was people are like, why aren't you finding an apartment? And I'm like, why well, I am I am looking? Um, it's just that before I make a decision, I've always like found an apartment right away. I've always figured out the thing, the next thing right away. I've just like action taker, do the thing. And before I do that, cause this is what I've decided is this is the last apartment I'm going to live in until I can buy something or I move somewhere amazing. This is the last apartment I live in. I just need to make sure. That I have figured out who I wanna be, what do I want to be, like my be it, before I pick that address. Cause that address is going to be the home, the birthplace of being it for the next thing. And so I, I really did take my time. <laughs> it was scared a lot of people. But, you know, I had to learn like, why do I keep dating the same person? That's like that I'm I this common denominator is me. <laughs> so what's happening? You know, why do I keep Overworking myself. Why do I keep getting stressed out? Oh, and so I really spent three months like figuring out who I was and what I wanted, so that like the first step, which would be the address I was going to live in, would be the be it of the (laughs) the birthplace. And so, thank you for sharing that and reminding people because it's so true. We will just take ourselves into the next situation, do it the exact way we've always done, because our brain wants and our body wants to do the easiest thing, which is the thing it already knows. Exactly. That's just how we
0: are. And how we're wired, right? Like it's it's that's our default. It's yeah, it's a no brainer. However, if you're not aware of it, you can spend your entire life in that pattern without even realizing that it's I mean, look at me, it
1: took me what three rounds around to go to to figure it out. Um but. I still think you're winning, because a lot of people okay. probably don't even learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I didn't like I did not mean that as an, even if that happens
0: later in life, you're still 10,000 steps ahead because you actually have gained the awareness. And just getting to that point is, I believe everything. Yeah. I would not like to go back to who I was two years ago, three years ago.
1: Yeah. And I, I, thank you. I just think that it's, um, I think that it's the, those are the tough conversations we have to have with ourselves. And they're the ones that we don't want to have because those are going to be the tears that don't stop. And you're like, why am I still crying? (laughs) And, and we think because we're not, we're not really taught. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe other people were, but, you know, it was like, I, I, there wasn't really opportunities where my parents were like, yeah, keep crying. It is sad. You know, you see babies are crying. They're like, it's okay. You're okay. And it's like, no, they're not okay. It's okay to tell them, I know you're sad. <laughs> this is sad. And I really think it's like, the more we can just be okay with not being okay and and sitting in that, um, I think it scares people because, you know, you don't know how long you'll be in that. But I promise you, you'll get there a lot less often <laughs> if you do it one time because your body will go... Thank you for listening to me. I'm really upset right now. I don't feel comfortable in this. 100. Oh, gosh. And, and
0: thank you for bringing that up for kids. Um, I have to say that I definitely was that mother guilty of just stop crying. But it was all about me. It was not about the child. It was how it made me feel. It made me feel inadequate. It made me feel like I'm a bad mother because I can't make my child happy right now and coming to that realization really really hurt really a lot
1: yeah yeah and that that i mean like i am not a, i'm not an actual i'm not a parent of any children um but yeah. i feel for parents so much because you can only do like you can only do the best you can with what you know you were with your parents until you were 10 so I mean, <laughs> do you know what <laughs> I mean? you're 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 the rest of the time you were with adults they were teaching you to be a proper ballet dancer, one that like every single dancer looks up to so like, you weren't there wasn't you weren't given the tool bags right and like the tools in the tool bag and and my parents you know my my mom was raised by teenagers, and my dad was raised by yeah totally, which is its own thing right and then um so whenever I think about my childhood I'm like I mean imagine she was 21 when she had me so just imagine a 21 year old with a grandmother my grandmother was 36 <laughs> do you know like so like how what was the what they did the best they could you know <laughs> what were they Might gonna to do? break the cycle though look at you you're changing magazine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I know. It's a big joke when people are like, oh my God, are you guys, been, you and Brad can have kids? And I'm like, so in my household, I'm too old to be a grandma now. Yes, you are. <laughs> totally. Your train has long passed. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's gone. Um, but, uh, you know, and then, and my dad was raised, you know, interestingly enough, he was born in the fifties and his parents were in their thirties when they had them, which was very odd. So they had very interesting childhoods and so they did the best that they could and and every parent out there was at the time in the 80s was telling kids like suck it up like you're not bleeding like you're mm-hmm. fine don't cry and so you know I think that if we can all just like recognize that like the people who raised us did the best they can and it's our job to like kind of unparent ourselves and then give yourself permission like you've learned you figured it out at some point and you can still you can still work with your boys. In a way to like help them figure it out sooner, you know?
0: So that's what we're going through right now. It's like unparenting our kids, basically. Um, and I say that with pride actually, because I'm breaking legacy as well. You know, I, I was raised, my father was born in nineteen oh nine, and I'm not old and shrinkly, like I'm in my forties. They have me really, really, really late. Um, my mother was born just before the Second World War started in 1932. So imagine the baggage that um, I had been given. And I didn't even realize. It. But I okay. have to say that I always knew that I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want to act that way. Um, my dad left really early. like he, he passed away when I was six. But I did not want to be that woman my mother was. Under yeah. any circumstances, like I knew that, but I didn't know how to be different. If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclassescom slash pod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. Now back to the show. What are some things we can talk about with this whole idea? Like, how do you be the thing that you've never seen, hmm. right? Like, or you didn't experience. And I think, you know, um, that could also be a good excuse. Like, I can't do it. Can't go be at Leslie. Can't go be at Suzanne. Because I've never seen it, so don't know what to do. But somehow you managed to figure out a, a possibility, a path, the way you found it. You never like stopped looking for that. And so, what is what? What would you say to the person who's like, "Why well, I, I didn't? I would. I didn't get that upbringing, so that I wanted to have. And how do I be that for others when I didn't have it myself?" Mm,
0: that is such a
1: layered great question that's that i know maybe if we can solve that maybe we could yeah we can make another million dollars <laughs> we can write the parenting book on that for adults how to parent yourself <laughs> um
0: you know what i realized is that i thought things have to be a certain way things have to be the way i have been taught they have to be and when I realized that that is completely bogus, that I can create anything that I want to, and that was literally undone, that belief of me having to follow everything. Um, and when I say follow, I I was never like a follower, follower in that sense. Like I always wanted to be a leader. I just didn't know leadership is going that. That I can choose my own beliefs, that I can choose my own thoughts. I can choose who, who and what I want to be. I can choose all of these things all the way down to, you know, how I want to feel today at, or yeah. at any given point. And when that switch flipped for me, that was my, my moment where I, I started to recreate everything in my life and
1: I don't oh, know, I love that question because it's- it totally does. It answers it in a different way than I would. And I love that because I think that that there, that's why there's so many amazing people on this planet because you're going to learn from someone. Right. Yeah. And I, like, I, I love that you, I love the honesty in there. And also that like you, you, that perfection is what you were following, but then you, discover that you could do it your own way. And I think that giving yourself permission, if you don't if you didn't see the the example when you're growing up or in your life of what it is that you want to be, then knowing that it's okay to not follow a plan and to find your own path to doing that, that is permission. It's it's not going to be easy, but it's actually like Amazing permission to go. Oh, there, there is doesn't have to be the path to find the leader that I'm going to be. Like I can actually make my own way, and I think that's really beautiful. And I hope that I hope as someone listening lets us know if that helped them today or not. Because I, you know, I I think it's also easy to pretend to not to know.
0: (laughs) It's it's the beautiful big piece of rock you can hide behind and use it as an excuse, which I have. For many many years quite honestly um and that's that literally is just a choice away like you either choose to stay where you're at and you hide behind that rock mm-hmm. and say well I didn't know any better um this is mm-hmm. what I'm seeing in the arts right now like they just say oh yeah well this is all we got we just we don't know well go find out go ask questions mm-hmm. um and I I have to say that I never grew up in like a in a bubble where it was okay to ask questions, like when you ask questions, you were labeled stupid. Um, I still struggle with asking questions because I have this innate fear, like almost anxiety, to be labeled stupid because I was so many yeah. times. Like that is so.
1: I have yet to figure out how to let that go. Yeah, but when we don't, I ask, don't think you're alone there. I think that so many people can resonate with that. Like I. I I I mean you were you know you, you were there when I was like I just I hate asking the question and it wasn't because like I hate asking questions I google everything it's because I didn't I didn't I was afraid of wasting people's time asking a dumb question that I probably could figure out or I could google and um and so yeah I think that's so th- thank you for for sharing that because I really do think that so many people get stuck on the asking of the question because of whatever they think asking questions represents
0: Yes, exactly. And what was I? Oh, I just really, really understood how important it is to ask questions. Like in any kind of scenario, you know, even as when I was smaller and and we were exactly given, okay, this is who you have to be. This is what you have to do on a daily basis in order to be successful. Well, looking at it right now and, and asking the question, but what if? there's another way. What if we would do it this way? What would it look like? Could this actually be joy? And that opens up so many more possibilities that nobody ever looked at. And with, with new questions come new answers, right? And this is where I would say you have the choice to hide between, behind the rock and just to shut down and, and take the easy path and say, okay, this is what I know. And I'm not not even going to go Google it. Or I'm going to put myself out there knowing that I am not stupid. I am here to grow. And this is what growing looks like.
1: Again, amazing permission that it's asking questions is part of the growth. It's like, it's almost like if you're a plant, then the water is like the question, right? And like, when we ask a question, you write, we get better answers. And you also get different answers right like if you are not liking how you wake up every day and you go through the day and you're like oh like you have to ask yourself the question you have to ask what if i do this what if i go a different route what if i what if i change the work schedule what if i you know and and try it on it's all it's all trial and error anyways right it's like a big experiment um yeah that is that is the key and i think that's the hardest thing and so you know i think a lot of people um they want to know for certain okay, this is, this is going to be it for me. And I mean, I think you said it earlier, like you want point to rise to be the thing that grows with you. And that has been something that I've also, like, i really, like, I really feel and understand because it's so easy, even when I was applied to, I am applied to teacher, but even when I was becoming to teacher, it's like, okay, now I'm a teacher trainer. Now I'm a studio manager. Now I have on-demand stuff, like period, period, like put a period on it. But like, it, it every time i did that it it felt harder to do the next level because i'm like well i'm changing but all this stuff all these things that i have all my clients are used to this right and so it's i i was like when we moved when covid happened i'm like no from now on everything grows with us because if it cannot grow with us it's just i don't want to be held to like this is how it is like it's exactly this way all of the time and it's been this passion of mine to really help people go it's okay your schedule can just change next month it can change next week like you can change how you operate your business um you can change how you operate your life because you are ever changing like we're always growing and so i i feel like the sooner someone can learn that <laughs> the better right yes giving yourself permission that whatever you decide can change
0: tomorrow in a heartbeat and that's okay it doesn't make you less of a person or less of something like it's okay
1: right because also you can you, you, you can hear it right you can be watching a commercial or listening to a podcast and you're like oh my god that's the thing that that's exactly what i want to do and then with action comes clarity <laughs> you yeah. might be like uh, 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 actually,
0: uh, no. <laughs> and being okay that it, you know okay and now i have clarity that this is not what I'm meant to do, or this is not the next step. Being okay with that, I have to admit, is super, super hard for me because I grew up in this. Oh, everything you do has to be perfect. There's no trying out. It's like you have one shot deals, right? It just needs to be okay. And my family to this point like, looks at me. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you? Why do you keep trying? It's like, because that's the path. I need to take this until I figure out what it really is. And this is the first time I had to be in my 40s to to come to the point where, okay, let's do this. Well, if not now, then when. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um yeah, I, I feel the sooner you can learn that, the easier it will be further down the road to just
1: yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna um I wanna chat a little bit about like there's um there's a fun story that I, I feel like it might be a fun story. So I wanna I wanna hear more about it. But Um, but when I read this about you, I I was like, oh my God, I've so done that. (laughs) So, um, you used to pretend to live in a neighborhood and I want to chat about this because this is like, if you're not into vision boarding or you're not into like goal setting, I feel like this could be something that someone does to kind of manifest picture, be it till they see it. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Mm. I'm so glad you asked that question because it actually made me think, oh my gosh, that's my entire life, actually. Just, I wasn't aware of it. And I, for the first time, actually realized, my gosh, I am so powerful. You know, we all are. But I always thought, well, everybody else, not me. So when we moved to Victoria in 2006 with like nothing and a child and another child on the way... Um, I was like, one day I'm going to live in this particular neighborhood, which a really nice, you know, upper-class neighborhood. Like, I'm just going to live there. And I would find myself working in the neighborhood. I would find myself driving here, going shopping here. I would find myself just driving around and pretending how it would feel if I would be walking here. I would take strolls on the weekends here. I would take my kids here. 15 14 years i would do it continuously but not on purpose like i wasn't conscious of what i was doing okay mm-hmm. and after 2018 bliss project which was my first event that i went to in my entire life anything that i've ever done self development
1: wise started with Lori i think that was my first one yeah was it I I'll I'll have to confirm. It was that oh. one or yeah, because 2020 didn't happen. So <laughs> yeah, 2018 was my first one. I won a ticket there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good for you. Yeah. Wow. Um
0: I got back and I was like, okay, well, things are gonna change now, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> well, they did. Um, I I knew that I had to move. I just knew it. Like I couldn't stand the energy that's coming from uh, four parts that were surrounding us. And then the universe was just like, hey, use the eviction notice out of the blue. It's like, oh my uh, God, <laughs> it's summer in Victoria. How am I going to find a place is insane? We have a dog, kids, impossible. Until I changed my perspective. And I said, well, oh, what if, what if? this is my chance to move where I want to go. So I yeah. started just driving around and postponed uh, the eviction, the moving out um, because I knew I had to be sure that we had something to figure out. Um And one day I had to deliver something for a client and I landed right here in front of this house. And I, was asking him, hey guys, are you renovating it? Are they selling it? And it's like, no, 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 no. The, the agent is inside there. They're renting it out. And I go inside and it is an all client of mine that I had coached um, and served for many years when I was in corporate America. I was like, what are you doing here? She's like, getting it ready to rent. It's like, okay, look no further. This is my place without seeing it and she's like okay cool come by the office and we'll get everything rolling on monday yeah four weeks later we signed the contract and we moved out so that's how i really and i did this nobody else i really truly did this at us out of the neighborhood that i wasn't really happy in with anymore and we're now living two blocks from the ocean surrounded by nature and in a really beautiful neighborhood now, but I still walk around every morning and every evening being just so grateful that I can't
1: believe I did this. Oh, I love this. I hope everyone listening hears this. Like, sometimes we're not even conscious of when we're being it. And I, I really do think that there, as you were telling Several stories, I was like, oh, look at me. I was being it then too. And I was being it then too. And I hope if you're listening, you're like, oh, I've done that. Oh, I've done, if you've done that, like, look at how many times you've already been being it till you see it and didn't even know it. And like, and then imagine the power you have when it is a more conscious thing. Right. And I, yeah, I, I love that so much. The world, I find the world a fascinating place because things are happening for us all the time, but oftentimes we're fighting them. We're fighting them so, so, so much. And, um, and if you can reframe, of course, we talked about that at the beginning of this episode, when you had to like re-record a podcast, like, of course, tears, curse words, have the emotions, feel the feelings, and then ask yourself, well, what, what could this be helping me do? (laughs) Like, What, 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 how could this be happening for me? Because, you know, um, I mean, It's, it's when you reframe it like that, you start, it's better questions and you get better answers. And I love, I love that you're in this home and this neighborhood and myself, Brad and I walk around our neighborhood every night together and we're always like, I'm so, I love this neighborhood (laughs) and I never want to not be grateful on a walk. (laughs) Right.
0: Same here. Same here. I'm just, and quite honestly, like looking back, that, that question sparked so much. From getting into the ballet school, like I wasn't, they didn't want to take me. I manifested that. Getting the job at the, at the opera house at 18, I manifested. I mean, I worked for it too, but I manifested it. Getting out of Germany, I started manifesting it when I was 13.
1: Yeah. And I, so I, and I think people, you know, there's a lot of people like, well, you can't just manifest because like, you got to do something, but you can't just do something without knowing where you're going. Cause then you just end up repeating the same things over and over. So, I love that you're like, this is what I wanted to do. This is how I'm, and like, this is my manifest. This is what I want to have. And then you're, and then you did the work for it. And I think that is absolutely being it. So you see it like, so I came up with this title um, from Amy Cuddy's TED Talk. And she talks about how they actually did a study where they had people stand in the power stance, right? Mm -hmm. Hands on hips, feet wider than hips, stand up like Superwoman, Wonder Woman. I I don't know Marvel, so sorry everyone. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, they said that power stance, and they stood there for minutes, right? And then they had, then those people went into an interview, and then they had people sit. Then they had them on another time, like sit slouchy, like small, like make themselves small. And they had them sit like that, and then go into interview. And they they train people to not react in the interviews at all. Ask the questions, and the people who in the were in the power stance. They came out feeling like they got the job, like feeling like that was amazing. And the people who were small all felt like they like, but like were terrible. It was the worst thing ever, like awful, right? And so, um, and so it's like the whole if you instructors talk about how like you have to be it till you see it, right? Like you do the thing until all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, I am the thing is I am the thing now. <laughs> right and that's yeah and it it doesn't stop it's a cycle because it's there's another thing and it doesn't mean that you're not satisfied it's just that we are ever-changing and it's the thing that you're going to go do you haven't done yet so you have to go be it till you see it (laughs) so you did that with your house and all the things you manifested the dancing and um the opera house job which is amazing you know
0: yeah and i you know consciously never really believed into it in it until, I was introduced to, to self development and, and understanding. well, wait a second! I actually am doing all of these things already. Um, so that was that was a big
1: aha moment for me. Yeah. Well, and that's like where confidence comes, right? When you oh yeah are, are and you become aware of the things that you're doing and how they're actually tools helping you. It's hard to see the label from the outside from the inside the inside <laughs> it's easy to see the label from the outside but we're on the inside um i have a couple things first where can everyone who's fallen in love with you um Aww. follow you oh
0: you can find me mostly on instagram either under suzanne brichelle or at point underscore two underscore rice um that's the community and i'm barely on facebook linkedin twitter youtube podcast point
1: to rice podcast um, yeah, y'all go listen to the Point to Rise podcast. We'll put your handles also in the notes so it's easy for people to find. And um, and absolutely, I can't wait to hear what people's takeaways are. Before I let you go, I have to I have to know. Um, I think people's biggest problems with being it, being bold, or executable, or following that intrinsic motivation. Um, you know, all of that comes with prioritization. Like, how do you prioritize being it when like the world around you is trying to get you to do things for them? Oh
0: my gosh, this is such a good question. I actually have goosebumps on my head, like like inside of my skin. Um, and I, I want to really precisely answer this question. I never knew how to make myself and what I wanted for me a priority because I never knew that I was worth it. And when, when you realize how much of a beautiful and worthy soul you are, you will put what is important to you before pleasing somebody else or giving from an empty cup or please everybody before your needs and you will realize that that will make everything so much easier everything like your life your relationships um being at what you want to be yeah yeah
1: that's that gave me chills that is so amazing you're you're Absolutely, a beautiful person inside and out. And thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your story. I'm beyond inspired. Um, I I'm just so grateful for this conversation. I hope we get to have more. Um, and um, everyone, what would mean so much to me is if you could screenshot this, um, tag Suzanne and I, and share us the take share the takeaways. Like, what was your favorite part? What like really um, gave you goosebumps and chills, um, and so that we can, um, share that with others and also know, um, what, what resonated with you. Um, thank you, Suzanne. I, I'll, I can't wait to talk to you more again and, and everyone listening. Thank you for your time. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Liz. Love you. Love you.